Welcome to the Herpreneur Lifestyle Show. I'm your host, Annette Lakovich, bringing you the most cutting edge, coolest people out there to help you live a bigger, fuller life, more health, more wealth, more happiness while you grow that extraordinary business. Now, let's do it. Fat. I think this would have to be one of the most consuming thoughts that I would have personally had in my lifetime. And I think it stemmed from being such a young girl and having three older sisters. So one of my sisters is 15 years older than me. So she was in her teens and early twenties when I was a young girl. And I know that they always used to talk about their body and how they looked. So by age nine, I actually thought that I had a big butt. How crazy is that at nine years old? Now, my weight didn't really start to consume me until I was about 15. And I started to teach aerobics and I wanted to go into bodybuilding and everything in bodybuilding is about lowering your body fat. I was in an industry, the fitness industry from a very young age, teaching classes, going into personal training. Now I was fit. I was teaching about 12 classes a week. I was doing personal training and God knows why, but I was also exercising on top of that. So I was extremely lean, extremely fit, had six pack abs. And then by 21, I started running health clubs, bringing in a lot of cash. And that's where the skill came from the sales side of things and the business sense and having a great business mentor that really helped me along in a completely different direction from health and fitness. Though weight as I got stressed and what the Herpreneur Show is really about is how do we help you be happier and healthier? And I tell you what, as I started to get more and more successful in business, my weight started to come on and I realized that my body wasn't handling stress really well. So this subject today is just absolutely life changing. And I say that because I've been trying to lose weight over the last four years and I had put on 15 kilos in those four years and I couldn't blame my pregnancy because I actually lost weight when I was pregnant. <laughs> it was afterwards, it was trying to be a mum for the first time and go take my business into a scaling stage and really um, just going out there with all forces and my body was breaking down. So it wasn't until I really just snapped into gear after being sick um, with meningitis. When you have a health scare, it really makes you check in. And that's what happened for me. I just decided that I'm going to stop messing around and just do everything that I absolutely love that fills up my cup of happiness and implement all the education that I've had over the years of health and fitness. I continually study nutrition every day. (laughs) That's every day I'm studying nutrition. And it's something I'm extremely passionate about. Though there was a biggest game changer because I'd lost a fair bit of weight and there was one more thing I needed to implement. And that's where Sylvia comes in because the one hack that she gave me was the biggest game changer for me now, implementing everything else as well with great nutrition. But we dive into this one secret and why it actually is just life-changing, life-altering for you to remove stubborn fat. So today on the show, we have scientist and best-selling author of The Secret Life of Fat, Sylvia Tara. Sylvia Tara holds the PhD in biochemistry and an MBA, 
And she's continually been seen on the US channels, news channels, been interviewed for her research and the book, The Secret Life of Fat. Sylvia had her own challenges with weight loss, and this is why she's passionate today and made it her life's work. And you're going to hear that in the story and find out why this is the biggest secret in weight loss, stubborn weight loss, and how to remove it fast and safely. How good's that? And long-term. So let's get into this. I know you're going to love this information today. She's incredible. Let me introduce you to Sylvia Tara. You're a simple woman now, attracting easy money. Wow. In your business, your relationships, you can have it. Your self-esteem with speaking another language. It's official. Raise your glasses. Your business is now speaking to the masses. Sylvia, thank you so much for, for joining the Herpreneur Show. Thank you. It's great to be here. Thank you for that terrific introduction. (laughs) Now, Sylvia, tell me, where are you exactly today? Because I know you're not an Aussie lady. Tell us exactly where you are from the call and where you're actually positioned in the States. Yes, I live about one hour south of Los Angeles in Orange County, California. Ah, wonderful. And where are you doing the call today? You got a home office? Well, it is about six, almost seven o'clock my time at night. So I'm at home <laughs> in my home office. So let's dive into it. You've written one of the most life-changing books, I think, that is out there for women um, and for men as well, which is called The Secret Life of Fat. Why did you actually start writing that? Take us on the journey of what made you get down and start turning from a scientist to an author. Yeah, sure. And I think a lot of women will relate to my story. I gain weight extremely easily. Uh, I have watched people all my life just eat whatever they felt like. They didn't gain any weight. If they did, they went on a diet. They would lose weight much more rapidly than me. Mm-hmm. And I, I couldn't figure this out. I'd been on so many different diets. I'd even worked with trainers. And even personal trainers were quite confused of what was going on with me. And I was about to start uh, yet another diet, and I thought, you know, no way. Before I do even one more diet, I really have to understand my body, and I have to understand fat. Wow. And I'm a a biochemist by training. I'm a scientist. And I thought, well, if anyone can understand fat, I should be able to understand fat. And so (laughs) I went on a five-year journey where I just read everything there was to know about fat, everything in the scientific literature. I interviewed over 50 scientists around the world about their cutting-edge research on fat, And what I was finding out, which is so astounding, so surprising, fat is not what we think it is. Uh, If you really get educated on fat, you'll see just how stubborn, how wily, how clever your fat really is. It can Mm -hmm. fight you back when you're trying to lose it. And as I was learning all this, I thought, you know, I really have to share this with people. Nobody really understands what fat is. And hence the title of the book, The Secret Life of Fat. It's got a whole secret universe going on in there that we never really knew about. Mm. And you say that it's the mis- most misunderstood organ. Can you dive into that? What Define what an organ is and yeah. pull that curtain right back on how it's the most misunderstood organ. Yeah, sure. So people think fat is just blubber. It's just excess calories lying yeah. around and it should be gotten rid of at all costs. You know, it's just it's vestigial, it's excess, it's bad. It's mm-hmm. so untrue. What fat is actually is an endocrine organ. What when that, that means is that it can release hormones into your bloodstream just the way your adrenal gland can, the way your thyroid gland can. Fat is a gland. It's not just sitting there. Yes, it can store extra calories. That's one of the benefits it has, its function. But in addition, it has critical hormones such as leptin that it releases into your bloodstream. Mm-hmm. I'll just use that example for a moment. Leptin, when fat releases leptin into your bloodstream, 
it goes to your brain and the leptin there signals satiation. So we feel pretty good. We feel overall pretty satisfied. Also, leptin controls our metabolism. So when we have sufficient levels of fat, we have good leptin and our metabolism is quite high. When we start to lose some fat, we also lose leptin because less fat means less leptin. What that means is our metabolism goes down. Our mm. metabolism uh, is about 25% slower during exercise, um, You know, slower again, even at, at rest. And that means we have to eat less after we lose weight. So somebody who's yes. 150 pounds naturally never had to lose weight to get to 150 pounds. We take that person, we compare them to someone who was 170 pounds but lost 20 pounds to get to 150 pounds. The person who lost those 20 pounds has to eat 22% fewer calories than the person who was 150 pounds to begin with naturally. Ugh. So there's a caloric penalty to losing weight, and it's because fat is an organ and you've now altered the amount of leptin that you have. And that effect can last for years. It doesn't necessarily uh, equalize or, or go back to normal after you lose weight. For some people, it lasts really for, for a very long time. Mm. Key thing to know if you're trying to lose weight, because people go on diets, they lose weight, and think, oh, and now I can eat like anyone else who's thin. Yes. yes. And, and so that's one of the big things then why you'll have people that will lose the weight, but then their body hasn't regulated to what you're saying, say a normal 70 kilo person that might just sit around there to the person that's gone from 85 kilos to 70 kilos, they have to now be able to continue those eating habits that got them to the 70 kilos. Is that what you're saying? That's exactly right. And so unfair. That, that person, <laughs> it's so unfair. So, so unfair. But if you don't know this, yeah. you're going to regain your weight. You have to understand that you're going to be on this diet for a very long time. Yeah. So pick a diet that you like. You know, the other thing is with less leptin, you're also hungrier. So that satiation that leptin usually brings about with less leptin, we get more obsessive about food. We think about it more. We want it more. There's been uh, research where they look at MRI images of brains of people who've lost 10% or more of weight. They find that they're much more responsive to food. They tend to fill their plates more with food compared to people who haven't lost weight. We get more just interested, hungrier for food, and our metabolism is lower at the same time. So it's a double penalty. Mm. So when you are dieting, first of all, know this happens. Um, it's just a fact of life and it's not meant to be depressing even though it kind of is <laughs> um, we just have to you know you have to adjust for this going forward if you want to maintain that weight loss and the key yeah. thing is eat healthy you know find a diet you can be on for five years not just Hello. a crash diet not for six months and that's what's that's really key for people and you know what's really interesting is it's I've, I've my background was from health and fitness from a very 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 young age so I've gone into bodybuilding competitions, Miss Fitness competitions, the most unhealthiest way to lose weight, really, when you look at it now. And this time around, for me to actually lose my weight and get it back to what I was before I had my son, it's actually been the easiest. And it's because I've incorporated so much about the nutrition and the health, plus also bringing a lot of good fats into my diet so I'm not as as hungry. I just feel like it fills me up. But one of the tips, one of the tips that you gave, which I'd, I've heard for years but never done it, was the tip of not eating after 7 o'clock. And I heard that you actually stop eating, I think, at 4 p.m. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. And so it depends on how fast you want to lose weight. And so there's this intermittent fasting. That's pretty mm. much what I do, which means part of the day I'm fasting, I'm not eating. 
And so, uh, you know, what men often do for 16, uh, sorry, 14 or so hours, women do it for a little bit longer to lose weight. But so at nighttime, what happens is our growth hormone peaks. And growth hormone is a great fat buster. When we eat, we start to moderate the effects of growth hormone. It's not as strong anymore. So when we, we don't eat, we extend that overnight fast, it actually extends the the action of growth hormone. It's it's mm-hmm. busting fat for a longer period of time. So the more that we, we stop early, we stop eating or, you know, the early evening or so, don't eat again until later in the morning, extend that overnight fast. It does wonders for stubborn fat. And really my book, um, it's really about stubborn fat because if you're having a pretty t- easy time losing it, you can go on one of these you know diets of the year, you'll probably lose some weight. But if you're like me, and a lot of women are, you know, you get to middle age, you've had a kid mm-hmm. here or there, yeah. you've yo-yo dieted in the past, you have really stubborn fat now. And you have to be educated on stubborn fat, not just weight loss, not yeah. just nutrition, but specifically stubborn fat. And it's how fat it while there. you're in your 40s and more. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Know so, how you got there and what to do. Uh, look, um, I've ticked every one of those boxes that you've just said. <laughs> And I absolutely love what you've said where choose something that it's now a lifestyle. The hardest thing for me, and I would love just to go personal with you, the hardest thing for me is Monday to Thursday, I am so fine. I stop eating by 7 o'clock. Normally, actually, it's around 6 because I eat with my son. And then I actually don't eat till about 9, 30, 10 the next morning. And I find it easy because... I do things at night. I'll dance twice a week um, and then I'll go for a nice walk with my son and my husband. So there's things I do. Though the Friday, the Saturday and the Sunday night because I'm more social, how do you handle keeping that consistent? Do you stop eating nearly every day at 4 p.m.? And what do you do for the mindset to be able to stop yourself from, from not eating at night? Yeah, so as far as the mindset, there has to be something you want more than food. And so for me, it became a, it, just an issue with my fat. Once I realized what fat was and how wily and clever it was, I thought, I'm going to win. And then so it became about winning. I really wanted to win. I was going to get control on this. And so there's got to be something more you want. That that more that thing that you want more could be about your health, you know, if you're losing weight for health. And that's mm-hmm. one of the things that really motivates successful dieters. There's something, there's a trigger, a psychological trigger that made them take weight loss extremely seriously. Yeah. There was either a health trigger, you know, they got a diagnosis, or psychological. They saw a picture of themselves uh, where they looked bigger than they ever even thought they were. And mm. it was just a trigger of, I've got to take this seriously. So, that, so that's a mindset. You have to be at a stage where you're ready now and you're going to take this on and you are going to succeed. Mm. You know, secondly, um, I go off on weekends too, to be honest with you. You know, it's a, it's a relaxing time. You're with your family more, they're going out. Mm-hmm. But I never really eat a full-on dinner like they do late late in the night. So mm-hmm. I might snack. I'll, I'll sit there and, you know, have a couple nibbles of things. But I'm even disciplined on the weekend. Um, and then back to the weekday, I really don't eat much at all uh, mm-hmm. after about uh, 4 o'clock at night. Mm, wow. And do you do anything to keep yourself busy at night? Like for me, it was exchanging my glass of wine to to relax me to a mineral water. That was one of the biggest habits that I had to kick. Um, so as soon as I have mineral water with lemon and I stop that craving, is there some tip that you do that you have now as a pattern or a habit that you do to keep yourself yeah. consistent? Really good question. You need distraction methods. And I actually have a whole uh, chapter on the psychology of losing weight in the secret life of fat. Mm -hmm. Because 
part of really what's important, self-control for any lifestyle change you make, self-control is a key component. And it's hard to stay on that for a long time because it's taxing to constantly have self-control. Mm. So you have to you have to do a give and take with your mind and with your body. And so um, when I night and if I'm really hungry and I'm, I'm getting tired of it, I indulge in some way. And what I usually do is I don't often watch television or a movie, but I'll put in a movie at that time. I'll indulge yes. in some other way. Mm. Now, I'll go out and I'll go clothing shopping, go buy something fun for myself, um, talk to someone that I haven't spoken to for a long time. So find that indulgence to distract you from that moment. Mm-hmm. And I think what you've done is really good too. substitute something. So for the thing that you like that was fattening, substitute something else yes. um, that that, you know, is, is you know healthy but tastes good and, and you enjoy it. The yeah. other thing is I, I always tell myself I can eat whatever I want. I just can't have it till the next day. Mm. And one great thing about intermittent fasting is you have a lot of latitude on what you eat. So different than paleo or Atkins diet where it's very controlled. You can eat all day, but the ingredients are incredibly controlled. Intermittent fasting, there's a little bit more latitude. I can have a piece of chocolate the next day, and as long mm-hmm. as I do my fast, I'm not really penalized. And that's one of the beauties of that diet. And so any diet will take a pound of flesh off you literally, right? And so mm-hmm. what you have to think about is, uh, you know, what can I stand? And if you don't like fasting, that's fine. Then control, control your diet all day. Be very careful what you eat and eat for a longer period of time. Yeah. I don't like that. To me, that's too controlling. And I certain foods I really like to have. So I'd rather have them at a certain period of time during the day and then not eat for the rest of the day. You know, pick right. the diet that works for you and stay on it. Love it. Well, let's go into rapid fire. I've got a few questions for you. First one is two tips. If you were to say two of the biggest game-changing tips that you could give somebody to lose body fat, what would the two tips be? So I think the first one is not eating at night like we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I talked about growth hormone. I talked about the importance of fat busting, effects of it. Really, and if you can't stop, ratchet down till you feel pretty good. It's like 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, and eat your breakfast late. The second tip I would get is make sure you get sleep. And that's something we don't really associate with, with weight loss. But when we don't sleep, we get higher levels of ghrelin, which is a hunger hormone. Mm-hmm. We get lower levels of leptin, which is a satiation hormone. You can feel hungry all day, and you tend to want sugar. So just make sure you get your sleep too. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. Sleep is huge. And, <laughs> and yeah. some of these women, we're, we're launching products, we're learning tech. They're, they're women that are having expertise, but then they're moving their business online, which is extremely stressful. Um, they're sometimes the, the breadwinner. <laughs> so there's a lot of stress, which then the sleep is affected. And I did this survey, which you would not have known, Sylvia, and the three highest results for how women handle stress, the third highest was actually sleeping tablets, which tablets, which I was gobsmacked about. So it's um, really important that how do we have that sleep but not be able to um, have it <laughs> with sleeping tablets, which we'll have to do a show on that one. Um, sorry, I'll keep going with rapid fire. All right. Uh, favorite way for you to exercise? You know what I really like? Um, I've started doing high-intensity interval training. So oh, I'll do like the elliptical okay. machine or, yeah, or a little bit of jogging. And it's fast, and it also busts through stubborn fat. It does. So what that is is, yes, mm-hmm. it's great. And, and I just do the four-minute version where it's 20 minutes of very high-intensity, like very fast running, and then yeah. 10 seconds of uh, you know light light walking. And I do that for four cycles – or sorry, eight cycles or four minutes. So 20 seconds high-intensity, 10 seconds light do it eight times in a row, amazing that it'll get rid of really stubborn fat. Mm, I'm just going to pause again on that. 
I was doing personal training back, back, back in the days when only Madonna had a personal trainer. So you'd have to be extremely rich and it would go for an hour. And then this thing came out called high intensity training. And we were all as personal trainers thinking, oh, what's 30 minutes or a 20 minute workout going to do for anyone? Because we're in the mindset that you need an hour. And boy, oh boy, were we shown how it's the quality of that exercise and that high intensity and getting that heart rate up um, really is such a big, big, big game changer in weight and fitness. Um, so I love that you've said that. No one said that yet on the show. Yeah. And it's also because you don't have to exercise as long. If you can just get those four minutes in and do 15 minutes of jogging, it's like you jog for an hour. Mm. <laughs> so. Are you a person that listens to music when you exercise or no music? No, I have music or, or a good audio book. Um, yeah. And the type of music, I'm like a, a hard rocker. I like really heavy metal because it gets that energy up and it gets me wanting to do <laughs> yes, that. Yes, it does. <laughs> uh, what's something in your handbag that you always have? Sunscreen. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> your favorite woman in the business world, and it could be entrepreneurial space, online celebrity, someone who you really think, wow, they've, they've educated me from some level of mentorship. Oh, my goodness. Um, I don't know that I have a business person. I'll tell you, the book I just read is a Hillary Clinton's book, What Happened, and I think mm-hmm. I found that inspiring. Because yeah. in a way, it's a business. She did a really big campaign against all odds, faced yeah. a lot of sexism along the way that she describes you know, explicitly. And I found that to be inspiring, very intelligently written. You know, Certainly, that, that was a huge undertaking. Yeah. And, and so... Uh, mm. I, I would say that she's in business. She's in the business of positioning because we think with business, we how do we position ourselves? How do we get our message out? Um, how can we monetize the message as well? So I think that's perfect. That's um, most proudest moment for you when it comes to all the work you've done from being a scientist to the, the, the book to where you are now, what's the proudest moment or one moment that really stands out for you? Yeah, that's a good question. I think every time someone tells me your book changed my life, that is a proud moment for me. So even when you said it earlier in the show and the introduction, I'm like, wow, that is so good to hear because I'm Mm. quiet. I'm writing in my room. Don't know if anyone's even going to read it. And then it turns out it actually has changed the trajectory of people. So I've gotten, you know, a number of those emails and those are my proudest moments. Love it. I know you've got a gift for the audience. What's the gift that you want to give the audience today that they can grab? Sure, it's going to be the the 10 uh, secrets that successful dieters utilize to keep their weight off. And so actually there's a database and it's studied successful dieters, people who've kept their weight off for two years or more. What are the things they do that enable that success? Love it. So let's uh, make this really easy for you to grab. It's AnnetteLakovich.com forward slash Sylvia. That's S-Y-L-V-I-A. AnnetteLakovich.com forward slash Sylvia. And that's where we can get those 10 tips, which is great, super easy for us to check off and check in. If, if you want to get the book, and I strongly, strongly suggest for you guys to go out and get it. I've only seen interviews and read it, so I actually ordered it this morning. So I thought, oh my gosh, I haven't got a book. And I that, that one tip that she said has just changed everything for me. <laughs> so um, Sylvia Tara, the book is The Secret Life of Fat. If you're in Australia, Booktopia has got it. Otherwise, you can go to Amazon. So just type in Secret, Secret Life of Fat, and um, you can definitely grab that book. In closing, what's one big tip that you think that you could give a woman that is stressed in her business wanting to 
just feel better about how she looks or how she feels? Just one tip with your own expertise, a message that you could send out there. Sure. It's, it's be forgiving of yourself. Women tend to be very hard on themselves. Oh, they, they really take it out on themselves. And I actually write about this in, in the book, too. Um, something called dichotomous thinking, where if I'm not perfect, if I don't get an A, if I get any other grade, I have now failed. And, you know, that type of thinking. We do this a lot in dieting. If I went off my diet, I am a failure. I am a loser. What's the point of staying on this? Women do an awful lot. We juggle a lot. We try hard. We work hard. We accomplish a lot. Every now and then we go off. Every now and then something's not perfect. Be incredibly forgiving of yourselves. Get back on the the track. Get back on the mission. And all will be okay in the end. You don't have to be perfect. You just have to be doing your best. I'm just going to take a moment because it might sound corny to you guys, but just take a deep breath in with what, what, what Sylvia's just saying. Being forgiving of ourselves because... I think with everything that's out there as well with social media and the pressure that we have on how we look and how we act and I think um, when you go back to what you're actually saying is how do we really forgive ourselves and talk to ourselves like our best friends and I just think that's such an important message. Um, Thank you. Thank you for that. Remember, if you want to get the book, go to Amazon, go to Booktopia for in Australia, uh, Secret Life for Fat. How else can they stay in touch or follow you? What's the best way to keep in contact with you, Sylvia? Yeah, sure. Go to my Facebook. It's at Sylvia Terra PhD. Um, people message me there you know, sometimes, and I, I respond to that. You can also go to www.thesecretlifeoffat. I will be putting out a course that goes along with the book. The book is full of a lot of facts. A number of people ask me for some, some oh, extra help, of course, to go along with it. Yeah, so that will be done soon. And if you like, uh, put your email in, and once it's, it's ready, I'll notify everybody, and the course will be available for you. Oh. What a great way to line up a book and a course together because sometimes we read it, but it's a matter of that implementation and having that, you know, hand guiding us through it. Last thing I'd love to finish up on is the show is really about encapsulating happiness. What's the one thing that you do on a regular basis, weekly or daily, that makes the biggest difference to your level of happiness? Wow, that's a good question. I have to go out and have fun. I have to be a work hard, play hard. And I have to admit, with everything that goes on in business, sometimes I work all the time uh, and I'm not really taking time off. So forcing it, putting it on the schedule, making arrangements to make sure I get out, mm-hmm. have some fun, go out with my family, get some fresh air, yeah. <laughs> have a fun time. <laughs> Is it nice to be outside? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, believe it or not, you have to put it on the schedule and plan for it like it's one of your important meetings. Otherwise, it's one of the easiest things to forego and, and just get more work done. So that's what I make sure I do. Fabulous. Well, thank you so much for making such an incredible dent in our lives. And um, we yeah, we just can't wait to keep following you. And definitely, we'll, um, guys, go to www.secretlifeoffat.com and that's where we can put the details in to stay in touch with you the website uh, the website will accept the email address and it's www.thesecretlifeoffat.com if you want to message me you can message me on the facebook at uh, at sylviaterra phd look we have um in the show notes if you just scroll down if you're listening to itunes you can click those links All the links that I mentioned in today's show are below. So click those links, go out and grab the book. Thank you very much, Sylvia, and appreciate everything that you do. Great. Thank you. It's great to be here. 
Did you love it? <laughs> I hope you did. And I'm sure you know somebody that this show can help. So brother, sister, mother, girlfriend, co-worker, whoever it is, share this episode, get the message out there, and let's really start helping us shift this body fat for good. Now, this is the time where I'm going to ask you to please take 30 seconds to go to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. We have eight weeks to be able to get this show into what we call news and noteworthy ranking. So I would love for you to be able to help me get this message out there so we can help female entrepreneurs live a more holistic way in their lives, more happiness, more wealth, better health as we're growing our business. It can be very stressful at times and if we can get as much as we can in check with our education on how we live a more purposeful, more fulfilling life, the better. So please take 30 seconds, write a five-star review. Really appreciate it. And until next time, live well. I'm about empowering women and bringing out the greatness.